here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey everybody, welcome back again to Podcasting Your Global Career. Nikki Green, she's with me today. She's a life and business resiliency expert. She's an author, motivational speaker, host of the Stand Up and Stand Out podcast, and she's also really a badass athlete. I want to talk to her about that. Uh, Nikki left the tech world to inspire the next generation to do things differently. She partners with graduating college students to create a syllabus for life designed to help them pursue their passions rather than just a paycheck. Through her book, I Laugh in the Face of Danger, and her weekly podcast, Stand Up and Stand Out, she coaches the chameleon mindset. And speaking of the chameleon mindset, that is her brand new book just released last week. So if you guys and ladies are ready, here we are from Salt Lake City interviewing with Nikki Green. All right, everybody, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution Podcast. And my guest today is Nikki Green. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, and um, her podcast is Stand Up and Stand Out, correct? That's it. And wow, I've been digging into your past. You've got a <laughs> lot of stories to tell. So um, let's start with the physical fitness. I love this. You're a marathon veteran, right? <laughs> yep. Multiple marathons. Boston, New York, where did you go? No, I did a lot of local stuff. Um, I like to travel when I compete too, and I like to see new places. So I kind of pick some of the more offbeat ones sometimes. Yeah. Um, And even though I run a lot, I'm not super fast. So like doing the whole, like, let me kill myself to try to make the times for the BQ, the Boston qualifier. Right. (laughs) I was like, okay, maybe when I'm 80 or when I have some more time. (laughs) (laughs) So, So what got you started running? Like, um, mental health, actually, to be uh, real honest. Yeah, yeah, terrific. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I came from a sports background. My family's all very sporty. My mom was a collegiate gymnast. Um, my stepfather was an athletic trainer. So sports was always kind of a part of every day. Um, I played volleyball in high school and college, and I coached volleyball for a while. Uh, yes, all five, three of me. <laughs> <laughs> but when my friend asked me to be on the soccer team, I was like, nah, no, I didn't. Not doing it. <laughs> That's yeah. too much running. Yeah. Uh, and then when they asked me to be on the track team, I said yes, but I did pole vaulting. So it was a very, oh, wow. a very okay. short run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got into working, you know, post-university, post my MBA, and I was down in Silicon Valley and it's super intense and there's constantly work and, you know, there's so many things going on. And I started seeing other people come in super early in the morning and they would go run on the trails nearby the campus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And they had all these weird paper things with numbers on them. And I was like, oh, why are there bibs like all throughout your cubicle? Oh, well, we go run and we go do these 5K, 10K marathon, blah, blah, blah. Perfectly normal looking people. I was like, oh, you have this vision of a marathoner as a certain type of person. And it really started to open my mind up. Now, marathon was never in the picture. In yeah. the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get out. And I just started to feel this calm, the getting away from the keyboard and the cubicle and just being in the recycled air. It's California. Go outside, get some fresh air, see some greenery. Um, And my day just got so much better, even with the short runs. Yeah. Um, What part of California? 
at San Jose. So oh, I was right okay. there in the mix of it all. Nice. And so it was fun, you know, yeah. and I got to actually talk to my coworkers about something not work. <laughs> yeah, we all need that, don't we? Yeah, and it changed the whole experience. It really made me like work more. It was a silly thing that really had very little to do with my career, but it gave me an experience that I definitely encourage for others to find a commonality with people that you can get out of the office and get to know each other. Yeah, so <laughs> also triathlon. Oh, yeah, because why not, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so swimming, running, and biking? And biking, yeah. Yeah, so, that's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've even done winter ones here in outside of Salt Lake City um, where you, you cross-country ski, then you uh, ride a bike with fat tires in the snow, and then you snowshoes. <laughs> wow, so that's tough. Yeah. You mix them up. <laughs> yeah. So, so physical fitness is really your wheelhouse. And uh, how did that impact where you are in your business world right now? Yeah. So my first business was fully based on triathlon. I had moved to Miami at the time. I was still doing my corporate job, but obviously I had moved for um, just different uh, project that I was supposed to be working on. And I got to Miami and I found this world of triathlon and the weather was great. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can work on my tent. I can, you know, be swimming in the ocean and all these fun things. And again, building a community and a new place that I was trying to live in. Yeah. Um, so I took those same ideas. And instead of, you know, just doing triathlons, like most people, I was like, oh, let's make a business out of it. So I became a USA triathlon certified race director. I became a USA triathlon certified coach. And I began helping people that wanted to get into the sport, make it approachable for them and make really short distance races in pools and things that they didn't have to be afraid of the ocean and, and afraid of traffic or whatever on their bike and, and really have fun. So. Yeah. Wow. So that, that was the beginning of your coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I love coaching, you know, always giving back and helping people, especially at the beginning of whatever their journey is. And so now as I built this new business, really helping people change their mindset and start to work on the things that are keeping them from those big goals, whether those are fitness goals and maybe some of those things, or whether those are career and personal goals that mean more to them. Yeah. Um, so it's been a fantastic journey for me. It's just also really fulfilling to see people accomplish what they set out to do. So what is the business title? Is it Green Chameleon Collective is my business. Wow. <laughs> and we have the new book, Chameleon Mindset, out, which talks about exactly that, how to have a mindset that's adaptable to change. Congratulations on Thank the you. book. Is this your first book? <laughs> uh, this is book number four. Book number four. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Awesome. So, so let me ask you, after the first book, did it feel easier, the second one? No. Or was it more challenging? <laughs> it was harder. Yeah. Was it? Well, each one has its own thing. So, yeah. you know, the first book was stories of my life. And I was making a platform for my speaking business. And I said, well, in order for people to know what I'm going to speak about, I needed to tell some stories. Uh, it's called I Laugh in the Face of Danger. Because I like that. I get myself into a lot of scraps that probably I should have known better than to do. <laughs> but it was a tough one because there have been some really difficult down moments in my life. And so it's like, okay, why were these important? Why were these the turning points that later on built me to be the person I became? And so I love that book, but it, it was tough to write. And then I just started writing creatively all the time. So I got my remarkable tablet for Christmas. I was so fantastically happy. And that meant I could write anywhere and I never ran out of ink or paper. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No excuses. Exactly. Yeah. And so then I just kept writing and I joined a local author group in Chicago and they're mostly fiction writers, but they have an anthology. So I switched over, wrote fiction for it. <laughs> never let anybody tell you you're only one thing. Just yeah. keep the journey going and explore. And then I really started to build on chameleon mindset as I started coaching more, as I was doing more presentations, I was building the podcast, really starting to think about like, 
what are these nuggets of knowledge and about adaptation that I want to share with others? Yeah. So it was fun, but I'm good at the creative. I'm not good at the editing. <laughs> okay. So I hope you're outsourcing that. Absolutely. You know what you're good at and stick with that yeah. and then contract the rest. Yeah. And there's enough people here to facilitate anything you need, right? At exactly. This, at this conference. Yeah. 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 So when did you um, decide that entrepreneur was like in your blood? Was it like from right from the get go? Or was it? So believe it or not, in the fourth grade, I learned the word entrepreneur and I was like, oh my goodness, be my own boss, like yeah. do what I want all day. That's the job for me. But somewhere between, you know, that little 10 year old girl and in my 20s graduating from university, just a lot of really difficult things happened to me. Uh, my boyfriend was arrested. My, you know, I got bullied in school. I got kicked out. I had to move. I was in fights. And so it was a really rocky, like rumble tumble. And so by the time I was 20, I was like, man, I just want to go to work, clock in, clock out and yeah. be done. Right. I want to stop feeling poor. I want to just have a paycheck. And so that whole idea of entrepreneurship, it kind of got pushed down. Yeah. Um, and I did what everybody else does. I was like, okay, big paycheck, health insurance, cool checkbox. Let's go yeah. do it. But it really crushed my soul to be there a lot of times. Yeah. I wasn't able to do the creative, wonderful things that I wanted to do. I did them, you know, in my personal life and tried to find a balance. But for me, it was really once I started getting a little bit older and having a little bit more time to myself, really getting back into entrepreneurship where I was like, no, this isn't for me. I need to jump fully in and go help others. Yeah. So how old were you when that happened? So I opened my first business and I was 34. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then just opening this new business, I was 42. So, okay. yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Two businesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I see more in your future too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have a whole like media mogul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the present business. Um, best client for you. Like who is your best client? Yeah, I love working with young people. Um, I love people as they're just starting out. So a lot of my clients are people that have just left university. Maybe they're just starting work or they started work during the pandemic and then they went, man, I thought I'd have a cool car and go work in an office and I'm sitting in my PJs on my kitchen table. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's, it's a very different perspective of what, you know, they thought went with the job. Yeah. And so really helping people through these phases of adulting, getting through these major milestones of finding something that actually matches their personality, um, both with their career, but also with their personal lives. So I have an example for you. Um, my son finished college this few years back and uh, he came to this point of, is this all there is? <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of them do that, you know, and they get uh -huh. they get very and I think it's partly like especially when they go away to school and it's like. There's the party, the social life, all those things that are like, so, you know, you're not thinking about what happens after. And then after comes and you have the summer and you've graduated and then it's like it sets in. You're at a job. <laughs> yeah. And you're not really sure if that's the job for you. Um, is that somebody that you like to get a hold of and help? So, so give us a couple of examples on how do you transition somebody from that space to their unique possibilities? Yeah, it, it's absolutely my sweet spot there. And trust me, the answer is it's not the job for you. There is such a transition happening where before, yes, our parents, our grandparents, they had one job and they worked that most of their lives. But what I like to show people is the people that didn't have that path. And this is really what's going to be the future for us. 
everyone is going to be entrepreneurs. Even if you're working for someone else, people are going to take much more control of their career throughout their lifetime and they will change often. Whether that's changing jobs within the same company once they have a better understanding of what they like or whether that's leaving companies entirely, maybe starting their own. People are going to have an entrepreneurial mindset when they go into their career now, instead of thinking someone is gonna go magically take care of you and give you all the things you need. Yeah. But you have to know what you need before you can take that path. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I mean, I told both of my sons that uh, you guys will have like multiple streams of income with all kinds of different things you're doing, just like we're doing right now, but we're sort of still at the infancy of this movement, if you will. And it's wonderful. When I first started doing this, I was, you know, previous, a whole different life. I was an electrical contractor. Um, but uh, I said, they said, what are you doing now? Well, I'm a digital nomad. I, like, <laughs> I love it. I, I have a laptop so I yeah. could just do anything anywhere, you know, with what I'm trying to build. But did you find that like um, that revelation really something to get excited about when you knew you were that person? I did. You know, when I left my corporate job, I had the same fears that many people have, even with all the adaptation that I'm able to do that first month out. I was like, I'm unemployed, like these yeah. heavy labels. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And I didn't really have a plan for the business at that point. I was just like, I'm just not doing that. That that thing is not yeah. not going to yeah. be it. But that's an accomplishment. But and that's a big step because yeah, you, you get rid of all that security and it was right in the middle of the pandemic and there was just so many other life changes happening. But I was like, no, 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 we're all in or we're not doing it because if you don't have the fear, you're not going to find that passion and that commitment to go do the next thing. Yeah. And so that's really where I revitalized myself, both physically, like getting back into triathlons and, and running and stuff, but also like mentally, where did I want to be creatively? Where did I want to be spiritually? Whatever that means to people. Um, to get back into the community and really give back and do the things I wanted to do in my life. Yeah. So let's talk about um, one of your wonderful wins, like where you really understood that you had developed all these skills and tools and you were able to share them and take somebody who was like really struggling. Can, do you have a story like that that you could share? Like anybody in particular? Uh, lots. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so fortunate for the people that I work with as my clients and even just the people that are in my community that come for the podcast and, you know, webinars and things that I do that are completely complimentary is just hearing people's stories and just some of the other challenges that other people have gone through. Um, one girl, um, she was born to a mother who was actually a prostitute. And so she never knew her father and I was constantly in abusive situations when she was younger. So she thought nothing of herself, yeah. but yet she put herself through university. She was a top engineer. She graduated top of her class. And then as she got to go into work, she realized some of the misogyny and difficult situations that were there, which is some of what I talk about in my first book as well. And so really helping to coach her through that of how to deal with that, how to find the right place to work where she felt mentally and physically safe to be. It, it's about more than the career. There's so much more that's going on in our workplace, which is about the empathy we need to have for each other and making sure that it's not just the work you do day to day, but the people you're around because you're spending a lot of time with them. Yeah. And she found a perfect fit working in a, a women-based engineering company, which was a much more congruent thing for herself physically and mentally. And she's just absolutely thriving. And so I was really just 
over the top with that one and just so many more good stories like that. Are you still in touch with her? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I'm willing to bet that you're in touch with uh, people who are past clients just to, you know, stay connected. It's almost like this space. When you, when you have a podcast and you spend some, an hour with somebody, you get to, they're almost like become a friend you know? mm -hmm. and it, it just has a lasting value. Absolutely. And I'm very specific when I coach with people. I do very small cohorts of only two to three months. I do not coach people for longer. I yeah. want a result and I want you to feel that confidence. And then I push you out of the nest. Oh, good. Go forth and conquer. Yeah. But I give you a network. I give you my community. And so it's not like bye forever. We're still pen pals, however you want to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can follow me on social. But I want you to go do it. I'm not here to be your parent. I'm not here to help you for the long journey. I'm here to always be a part of your community. But after two to three months, if you haven't figured it out, then, you know, you, you need something different than what I can offer. Do you find any of them want to come back and go to another level? Absolutely. That's great. And that's what's fantastic is then they go, oh, hey, but I have this new thing, this new venture, and this is where I need help. So then we're solving another specific problem, yeah. getting very concrete, and let's go make that happen. And then out of nest again you yeah. go. <laughs> let's take a moment to give your best place to connect with people who want to find out about you uh website the podcast of course um what would you like to share yeah the best way to connect with me is on my personal site the nikki green 360.com there you can check out all of my books you can listen to episodes of my podcast you can see where nikki is next because i'm always traveling and on the go and uh then follow me on social if you just like uh watching me dance in funny videos <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're very busy, very active lady. And, um, I just want to wish all God's blessings on you, your family and your career moving forward. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Right, <laughs> hey everybody. Thanks once again for being here on podcasting your global career. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out the show notes to support the people we put on this show. Also, if you're digging the show, forward it to a friend. And you can also subscribe to us in the Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me?